This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. It me. And it also me. <laughs> and this is spelled out the show <laughs> where we where we pick something. <laughs> <laughs> Pick something off the vine, and we leave off all the we leave out all the verbs, <laughs> <laughs> and we and we gaze lovingly at the at the uh, plump fruit that we just picked. What are you talking about? I don't, I said we pick something, and I don't know why I said that because that's not how the the thing goes. But the the new our new exciting opening it me <laughs> it also me. <laughs> <laughs> kind of threw me, threw me off my game, but I'll get I'll get okay, used to it. No, the people no. have spoken. Like I've gotten so many emails from listeners saying, like, you need to like get your get your uh, your intro like you know up to date with the times. Yeah, like if we live I, in a TikTok world, I know world what now. else we need to add. I can has cheeseburger. Yeah, we need we need like the the hippest like nowest sayings. Like yep. I can has cheeseburger. Let's oh, get Gangnam that style. bread. Uh, um, <laughs> what was the phrase? Hit me. Uh, on the internet, no one knows you're a dog. Oh, uh, what color is this dress? What color? <laughs> is it? I'm Laurel and I'm Yanny. <laughs> what are you talking about? Laurel and Yanny was like the next thing after the dress. Like, is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm Molly. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> He's him. <laughs> we we haven't we haven't recorded in a Ooh, while. Wow. But, but luckily, no one can tell. <laughs> no, because we we banked a lot of episodes because Matthew and I were about to have a really busy autumnal season. Yeah. So anyway, um, but we're back with a fresh episode. Yeah, we've both been using that time to bone up on the latest slang <laughs> and also just to bone in general. Oh, yeah. so much. Okay, I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today we're talking about fast food favorites. That's or right. triple F or F to the third. Yes. Uh, F cubed. F cubed, yes. Okay, I like that. <laughs> So that that's probably a cool thing that the kids are saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure somebody suggested this episode, but I don't know who it was. I think it may have been us during a previous episode. Mm. Like, because we like recently we were talking about some fast food thing, and I was saying how like because I don't eat fast food that often, and there's very little like chain fast food in my neighborhood. Like that's the thing I crave. 
and feels like a really special treat when I get to go through the Wendy's drive through with you, for example. Well, you know, what is a time of year when people absolutely <laughs> love to hear what about is fast a time? food? <laughs> what is a time? No, um, New Year's. New Year's. You know, people are making their New Year's resolutions, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that one of them is to eat more fast food. That's right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to the drive through once a week yeah. this year. That's my that's my resolution. I, I don't hope- have a car, so you're gonna you're gonna be <laughs> I need I need you on call for this. Okay. Well we're pretty good at like making plans to do things like drive to bedroom communities of Seattle in order to access their fast food. Yeah, we are we are uh, We've notorious done it at least twice bedroom drivers. Mm-hmm. Wow, you are really on the bedroom the, the bedroom <laughs> joke train. I'm this always morning. on the bedroom train. Okay. All right. Well, Matthew, <laughs> I didn't even mean bedroom. Dri- I, now that now that I hear myself saying it, bedroom driver does sound like a sex thing, but I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> but now, I hear baby driver when yeah, you say yeah. it, which is also something that probably starts in the bedroom. Yeah, sure. I yeah. mean, like I was going to say, like when it comes down to it, all of us started in the bedroom, but th- you don't have to do it in the bedroom. No, actually, like um, the the baby that my spouse is about to have started on the sofa. Uh, yeah, there we go. And just kind of kind of <laughs> crawled up in there. Yep, that's right. That's right. how it happened. Okay, so today we're talking about fast food favorites, and we are going to begin by going down memory lane. Molly, what's on your memory lane? Oh, man. First thing that comes to mind for me is Wendy's. So mm-hmm. as a kid, I remember when the Wendy's on 63rd Street opened in Oklahoma City. 63rd Street, just west of... Uh, no, just east of Western. <laughs> there we go. And I remember it felt special. Like, I still remember what it felt like to, like, drive on that part of Western and then turn right into the Wendy's. Mm-hmm. And Wendy's had a big potato bar at the time. Or I guess it was a salad bar that could, and they sold oh, yeah. baked potatoes. So you could put, like, that stuff on top of your baked potato. So my mom was always really game to go because, as you can imagine, Tony Negroni... Uh, You know, this would have been like the 80s, uh, maybe the very beginning of like my mom's probably the fullest flowering, actually, of my mom's relationship with diet culture. Sure. This probably would have been like the uh, the low fat era. Mm hmm. And so she would have been into baked potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. I, which is, this is not like a dig against baked potatoes, which. No, no. But that was. That which was, you I do think, get by digging. That was why we wound up at Wendy's yes. so much at that point. I remember that I was really into the Wendy's kids meal. I almost. Sure. I almost never had a McDonald's happy meal as a kid, but I had a lot of Wendy's kids meal. <laughs> no, no, Wendy's Wendy's kids meal. It's like, uh, like, um, what do they, what do they call it? Like, not, not meal worms, but like when something has like meal at the end, and it means like a type of feed. It's just, it was just like this, this, this big burlap sack. Corn, that, corn meal? Yeah, oatmeal. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I would always get a frosty, a chocolate frosty. Yes. Um, I think I could have gotten a drink with my kids meal, but I did not. But the frosty is better. It's true. The Frosty's better. I have another thing to say on memory lane. Please do. Then then you can take over. Uh, So my dad was not so much a Wendy's person. I had a different fast food place that I went to with my dad. And that was Long John Silver's. Okay. I don't know if I've ever been to Long John Silver's. I'm familiar with the concept. Uh, It was the best because it was on May Avenue near the Barnes & Noble and the Borgs. Sure. Yeah. I have been there. Anyway, the outside of the building had like sort of nautical, like pirate ship vibes. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, you know, like life 
saver, the the lifesaver, yes, inner yes. tube things and nets and stuff like that. An anchor, I'm sure. Oh, definitely an anchor. Yeah. And the whole thing was painted like as though it were the side of like a pirate ship, you know, like a wooden ship. Oh, yeah. And like uh, someone like someone was getting uh, plank walked. Exactly. Always just back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Anyway, uh, so we would go and they had a kid's meal as well. I don't know what they called it, like little Johnny's silver (laughs) or something. Anyway, but um, I always would get that. And it was like one piece of fish, their fries, which were steak fries Mm -hmm. and I don't think there was a drink that came with it. There was always like a toy. But I remember my dad, and I know I've talked about this before, but I remember this was the era when he introduced me to malt vinegar. Oh, yeah. And I remember having it on my like tiny little like barquette of uh, of, of fries and my single piece of fish. I have just one question. What is a barquette? <laughs> Isn't that the the term for like a little paper boat that food comes in? I I hold I bet, up. I, no, I bet you're right. I I've, just I've have got never heard that before. I've got a phone right here, and I the word just came to me. I mean, I thought that was a Rush song. <laughs> and a small boat shaped pastry shell. Okay, but no, I I think mm. by by extension, like but like the phrase a barquette of fries is so um, prissy. Just, no, 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 no. Like it. Uh, it's just like a perfect thing. Like Oh, but it's wrong. It's wrong. It's it's so uh it's a pastry shell in the shape of a boat. So so oh, you got a pastry man. shell full of fries. That's I fine. did. That that would be even better. Can you imagine though short like like a like a short pastry Appetizing with Appetizing is the word I was going for. All I could think of was motivating. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, we're we are in tip top shape here. Like we have yep. never been more ready to do the show. Never. Okay. Matthew, what about you? Okay. So um, my mom was never a McDonald's fan, and so like I didn't go to McDonald's very often. Like, Wait, uh, I have a question. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I took a bite of chocolate. I'm <laughs> eating some chocolate. Was your mom not a McDonald's fan because she believed other places were better? Yes. Okay. My or was it kind of a snobbery thing? No, I don't think so. Because mm. because she was she liked BK. Okay. Yeah. My as you can imagine, Tony Negroni was snobby about McDonald's. We went to Wendy's instead, but. I don't think I've ever eaten at a Burger King in my life. Yeah, I mean, I do feel like Wendy's has like a slightly more burnished image than McDonald's, but I feel like Burger King might be like lower than McDonald's. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Maybe, yeah, maybe like we felt like we didn't deserve McDonald's. Wow. Um, but I loved that Burger King bacon double cheeseburger was my favorite fast food burger as a kid. And I haven't had one in a long time, but I hope it's still good in a very kind of, you know, you know, like when you get a quarter pounder with cheese at McDonald's, which I like very much, like the, the edges are like a little bit toasted. Not the case at, at, for a Burger King bacon double cheeseburger. The whole thing is very soft. Okay. And that's kind of the point. That's that's good to know. I was curious about the difference between like this burger at McDonald's versus this burger at Burger King. And so texture is, is one thing. Yeah. And like, you know, I think all of these big chains, I'm sure, like employ legions of flavor scientists to make sure that like when you take a bite of the Burger King burger, it gives you like a particular flavor note versus the McDonald's burger. Right. Yeah, that sounds correct. So but 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 those things are hard to put into words. 
And, and yeah, that's what we're supposed to do. That's, that's what that, they pay That's us our for. job. Yes. Okay. Um, there was also a uh, a chain called Arctic Circle that was a burger place that we went to a lot. That may have been even like an echelon below Burger King. Okay. I, I think it might still exist in some places, but I haven't seen one since I was a kid. Was it a drive-through or was it uh, like just a fast food place? It was. Yeah. It was. Like, it was like exactly like a uh, Burger King. Like you could you could go in or hit the drive-through. I would get the kids meal at the drive through at Arctic Circle sometimes for okay. sure. Okay. And I have always loved Taco Bell. I still love Taco Bell. I think the uh, the original crunchy taco is a perfectly engineered food product and that would be the thing I would get most often as a we kid. We have never gone to get that together. I feel like we did one time when we were on our way back from like Yakima maybe. I remember getting blizzards in Yakima. We, we stopped I remember at Taco Bell on the way home. On yeah. the way to Yakima. Yeah, but uh, but you don't remember the best part, which was when we stopped at Taco Bell on the way home. No, I think I probably was feeling like I had spent all my money on the parking. I mean, <laughs> the speeding ticket, rather. Yeah. Well, why did we stop at that speeding ticket place? So yeah, so like I, you know, my my uh, childhood. You know what? Okay, I got one more fast food favorite memory for childhood, which I know I've mentioned on the show before. It's the time that I went to like a rich kid's birthday party, mm-hmm. and they got a Burger King food truck that what? pulled up, and you could just get anything from the Burger King menu, like in unlimited quantities. I think a lot of kids there got was, sick that night. There was a Burger King food truck? Yeah. I, I. This was like before. This was in Portland, but it was before Portland was known for food trucks. I don't know. I could be. This could be a dream. This could be like a, f- a false memory, but it feels real to me. Wow. That sounds really memorable. Yeah. I get it. It was. I get it. Well, so, Matthew, I feel like what we should do is is fast forward to the present. It should fast food to the present. Fast, fast food favorite to the present. And let's talk, like, let's kind of, like, um, go back and forth, each, like, talking about a current day favorite. Mm-hmm. I'm going to begin. Mm-hmm. This is really no different from Memory Lane, but Wendy's Chocolate Frosty. I have to say, there's definitely like a law of diminishing returns with a frosty. Yeah, there is. You know, I always get the smallest one. Well, so I usually, so that I think is the mini or the kid's size. Yep. Then I started to feel like the kid's size was a little too small. So for instance, last night, Mm. Ash really wanted some Wendy's fries. And I was like, we hadn't had dinner yet. We were coming back from like a, a meeting at our midwifery center. And we stopped and, and got hors d'oeuvres at Wendy's. Nice. Uh, Ash got fries and like honey mustard and I got a frosty and I was tired and grumpy. And so Ash just ordered for me and I got a size small chocolate frosty. Okay. In my experience, if someone orders you a size small or if you order a size small, you are going to wind up eating the whole thing. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if that's going to be true with a medium or a large, but I definitely felt that after like the sixth bite, I was no longer enjoying myself, but it was so pleasant the way that the frosty felt in my mouth. It's served at a perfect temperature. Oh, it's such a good temperature. It's, uh, you know, it's so smooth. It's Ugh. got some, it doesn't have a lot of chocolate flavor, no. but it has some malt flavor to it, which it, is nice. It has frosty flavor. It has frosty flavor, yeah. And yes, it is the perfect temperature so that like from the very first spoonful, 
there is a little bit of melted frosty around the edges of the spoonful, right? The middle is like perfectly soft so that you can kind of do that thing where you put it in your mouth and then pull the spoon back out and there's still frosty on it. You know what I mean? Can you imagine like the the perfect proportions of like artificial like starches and and sorbates and stuff that that it takes to get that perfect texture and i, I don't mean i don't mean that in a critical no. way I, I mean in kind of an admiring no it's way. real it's very well engineered i mean if i had to tweak the frosty at all i would i would ask for a little bit more chocolate and yeah, a little bit sure. more malt flavor in it but the truth is even though i say that i stopped really enjoying it a few bites in i was still really enjoying the texture yeah like if they made like and, an adult frosty oh yeah yeah anyway i think you know what i mean listeners uh it, oh you're you're back on the bedroom <laughs> train uh-huh. uh i can't remember what that was anyway but yeah so i still feel like the wendy's it's called a sleeper train the wind <laughs> <laughs> We should take one of those together sometime. That would be a fun adventure. Well, yes. A uh, corporate retreat. Yeah. Like, could we do it, like, in Japan? Because, like, I've taken the Coast Starlight, and it's very, like, shaky and rattly. Oh, that doesn't... I think that might <laughs> and, make and, me and, feel and sick. And I got grumpy. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I like I like sitting in a train. I haven't slept in a train since I was a kid and did one overnight. Yeah, okay. okay let's... Yeah, I, I agree, though. Let's... Okay, let's... we're going to go to Japan, and we're going to take a sleeper okay. train. Okay, but anyway, all this to say, fast food favorite, number one for me, is the Wendy's Chocolate Frosty. Okay, my number one fast food favorite, well, it's not. this is not in order, but my first fast food favorite is also from Wendy's. It's the Wendy's Spicy Chicken Sandwich. Okay. I always get it with no mayo because I'm condiment phobic. Yep. But other than that, I think it's perfect as is. It's just, uh, it's like a fried Chicken breast patty mm-hmm. uh, with some sort of spicy seasoning, okay. um, lettuce, and tomato on a toasted bun. That sounds great. You've had it. No, I haven't. No? No, I've never had it. I never order. I'm not a chicken sandwich person. Okay. My spouse is a chicken sandwich person. I would way order just like a cheeseburger okay. over a chicken sandwich. I think you, I think you would enjoy this. I think you should try it sometime. Like, okay. you know, it's just, it's not like super spicy because it's at a, you know, mainstream fast food place, but it's got a little spicy kick to it. And it's just, it's just like juicy and like well-rounded, like just like a perfect thing. You know, when we were waiting in the rather long line for the Ballard Wendy's last sure. night at 7.30, I saw, uh, you know, like a lit up ad next to the ordering area for a chicken mozzarella or mozzarella mm. chicken sandwich. And it looked like it's like a chicken, you know, chicken breast or something, grilled chicken breast. It looks like then it has on top of that like a slab of mozzarella that's been breaded and fried, and it looks like there's marinara sauce on it, too. I found myself feeling really compelled by that sandwich. Yeah, it sounds really good. It sounds like the kind of thing that I that I would have gone for like <laughs> 20-some years ago when mm-hmm. when my when my like digestive system was more equipped to handle that sort of thing. Okay. But it does sound good. Okay. Anyway, that was a chicken sandwich that kind of uh, yeah. piqued my interest. I feel like, you know what I would love to learn more about someday is like like food styling for fast food ads mm-hmm. and like how they, I'm sure, I'm sure you can watch like any number of videos on this on YouTube, but like the way, the way they like make the things look so appetizing or as I call it, motivating. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I did find myself in looking at that like marinara mozzarella chicken sandwich thing. 
I did find myself looking at, so between the layer of breaded fried mozzarella and then the, the grilled chicken, there was something that was white and creamy looking. And at first I was like, oh, it looks like melted cheese. And then I was like, no, no, there's an entire block of fried cheese just above it. So I think it was mayonnaise. Mm. And I didn't love mm. how like it actually had height to it. Like I don't like food styling <laughs> where there's actual height <laughs> to, to the condiments to the in condiments. particular. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. This is my little critique. <laughs> okay, so that's my first one, Wendy's Spicy Chicken. Okay, What's, this next one yeah. I, I think you vehemently disagree with me on. Well, go go ahead. Okay, so here in Seattle, and I don't know if this counts uh, when we're talking about fast food favorites because this totally is a does. local chain. We can, I mean, this is our show. Like, first of all, we're the, we're the only comedy show about <laughs> fast food places. Uh, the Doughboys podcast doesn't, doesn't, doesn't exist. exist in our universe. No. <laughs> Okay, so here in Seattle, and I don't know, maybe the surrounding areas, I, I don't really know, but there's a... a the bedroom communities. <laughs> <laughs> there is a fast food chain called Dick's. And, you know, it is, as you can imagine, good for endless jokes. You know, I, I've got a bag of Dick's, that kind of joke. I don't get it. Uh, anyway, but <laughs> the thing about Dick's is it is, from what I understand, a pretty decent company to work for. They actually pay a living wage. Uh, there were some issues raised oh, during the pandemic, but oh, okay. uh, but overall, okay. I think like it was one of those things where like issues were raised because they were supposed to be so much better than everyone else. Ah, uh, yeah, okay, and also it is cheaper than a lot of other yeah. fast food. I really enjoy a lot of things at Dick's. Mm -hmm. uh, I like that just the like the plain cheeseburger, or Me not too. the not the plain cheeseburger. I but like the, the plain. Oh, cheeseburger. you like the plain cheeseburger? Yeah, so no condiments. Yeah, because because like I still like you know I'm not going to like intentionally order a burger with ketchup, even though I've like come to a truce with ketchup. Mm -hmm. And so like when they introduced the plain cheeseburger, and they they don't allow uh, special orders of any kind. No, there are like four different sandwiches you can get, and you cannot make changes to any of them. Yeah. So once they introduced the plain cheeseburger, I started going there sometimes. Times and it's quite tasty. I know. I, I think it's very good. Anyway, I like the regular cheeseburger, yeah. but that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the fries. So the fries at Dick's are made from actual fresh potatoes, not mm -hmm. like a bag of frozen sort of pre-cut fries. Sure. So they, they come with skin on, uh, on the tips. They are generally cooked uh, like a darker shade of golden brown than a McDonald's fry or a Wendy's fry. They are generally soggier yes. than a McDonald's fry or a Wendy's fry. And that fry. is where we part ways. Yeah, but Dick's fries are my favorite fast food fries. Okay. I do wish they were crispier, but I would take a well-browned French fry with a little bit of skin on it that's a little bit soggy over a blonde, more sort of like um, yeah, homogeneously produced looking French fry. Yeah, but you know, hom homogenous <laughs> blondes have always been my thing. And, you know, that <laughs> extends into the world of fried potatoes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway, I do love Dick's fries. I think they're great. I love them. All right. Good for you. I, have, I have really fond memories, actually, of... You know, it was really fun when I was breastfeeding because I was so much hungrier all the time. Sure. 
Like, and it's, yeah. it's kind of fun to be, well, it's fun to be hungry and know that you can get some food, right? It's, right, of course. It's not fun to be hungry and not know where your food is coming from. Uh, however, I have a really fond memory of running errands somewhere around here near your apartment, suddenly being really hungry and going to Dick's, like just walking up. It was the winter time. It was cold. Walking up to the window and ordering a cheeseburger and getting some fries and sitting in my car and eating it. And oh, my God. I mean, it was like the middle of the afternoon. It was perfection. OK, I know we've talked about this a million times before about how like I wish that like when I was when I'm traveling, like there would be like something I could do to like expand my stomach capacity yeah, yeah, yeah. so I could like try more things. Yeah. Um, like there is a way to do that. You could just like exercise very vigorously. Oh, breastfeed. Try breastfeed. Well, that's that's what I was gonna say. That's that's like kind of off the table for me. But like maybe I should try this. Like you know, embarking on some sort of like exercise regime that would allow me to like just eat more. Well, I think that I mean, you and I are both people who, when we travel, we like to be in places where we can walk a lot. Yeah. Do you find that that you have more room to eat if yeah, you're walking more? Yeah, but it's it's kind of marginal. Like it's it's okay. not a lot more. Okay. Um. Although, yeah. Well, I, I, will... I do love walking around and just eating a local food. I will say though that Matthew, I do think that you you do have an especially um, dainty, dainty appetite. Dainty, dainty appetite. I, I mean, know. I would say I eat more than you at pretty much every meal we yeah. have together. It's it is fascinating to me. So maybe okay. So like, what would be a cool, very <laughs> uh, physically demanding activity for for me to take up? Oh, okay. What what if bouldering? You, um, I think, um, oh, yeah, bouldering would be good. Uh, you could try, you could train for the Ironman triathlon. I could train for the Ironman you triathlon. You would absolutely love running in the heat in Hawaii. <laughs> Um, just love it. But then but then you get to swim after or before? I think you start, mm, I don't know. Okay, yeah. No, there's no way to find out what order nope, the Iron Man can't, things can't are in or even what the three out. things are. Like nope. we, yeah. Who knows? Um, like, what, what about snowboarding? That looks cool. Oh, I do think winter sports can make you especially hungry. Yeah. Oh, Matthew, this is easy. Swimming. Oh, my God. Swimming makes everybody hungry. I know. Yeah, I, I need to start going to the pool again. Yeah, go swimming and then then pound some dicks. <laughs> I, like, I like how, uh, how like, we're talking about, like, what, what like, you know, extreme exercise regime <laughs> should I start? Like, when, when, in fact, I have not done, like, any exercise <laughs> at all. <laughs> like this year. So, this is probably why you don't have much of an appetite, Matthew. Yeah. I, I mean, to be fair, I do walk quite a bit, but that's it. Okay. All right. Well, this has been our super fun and funny exercise show. Our exercise. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Town Place Suites by Marriott. Whether you're traveling for work, need a place to stay while your home is being remodeled, or maybe you're just enjoying a relaxing week away, well, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the comforts of home. Yeah, so they've got a full kitchen. Uh, they've got, you can borrow appliances, like if you want a blender or a slow cooker while you're traveling, you can borrow it, no charge. <laughs> uh-huh, so like you could invite your friends or your coworkers over for like a post-meeting drink. You can bring your pet you, totally allowed. Oh, I love this. Oh, I see. They even have special pet items you yep. can use. And they have the built-in alpha closet system. Nothing makes me happier <laughs> when I am traveling and I have like a place to put away my clothes. Mm -hmm. Molly has seen what happens when I don't have a place to put away my clothes. Nobody wants to see nobody, that. Nobody. Yeah. So like a whole closet system where I can really like unpack for reals. 
I am down. Well, this is made for you then, and this is Town Place Suites by Marriott. Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay. Find the comforts of home at Town Place Suites. Go there with Marriott Bonvoy. Did you know that Delaware has endless discoveries? The first state invites you to explore miles of beaches and boardwalks, dozens of unique breweries, award-winning restaurants, some of the country's best state parks, beautiful garden estates, and even tax-free shopping. There's plenty of fun for the entire family and more. Find trip ideas and all the info you need to plan your Delaware discoveries at visitdelaware.com. Matthew, what is your second pick? My second a- pick is the Dairy Queen Blizzard. So I I could not believe it when I looked at the agenda, which thank thank you for putting the agenda together, but you stole the blizzard from me. I don't feel like we can mention the same food, but I would mention the Dairy Queen let's, Blizzard. Let's mention the same food. Let's let's both, let's, let's be Blizzard buddies. Three, two, one. Dairy blizzard. Queen Blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> three, two, one. Dairy Blizzard. Queen. <laughs> God. I used to love coming home after school and watching three, two, one Blizzard. There was the, the Blizzhound gang and um, other I stuff. Know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Did you ever watch Three Two One Contact? No. It was like it was like uh, made by Children's Television Workshop, but it was like the science show. Oh, I always hated um, the Children's Television Workshop because they did what the what was the show that <laughs> don't, came don't on? They make Sesame Street. No, they, it was the show that came on after Sesame Street. That was Electric dumb. Company. I hated Electric Company. I loved company. Electric Company. It was idiotic. I hated. Oh it. wow, there are. <laughs> Aren't there, aren't there like some like really famous beloved people who got their start on, Je- on Jeopardy? <laughs> I, think <you're> thinking, <laughs> I think you're thinking of the Mickey Mouse Club. You're you're the Mickey Mouse Club. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Talk about the Blizzard, Matthew. Nobody's ever heard of it. Okay. Imagine if you will dispensing some soft serve vanilla ice cream into a cup, pretty large cup, and then adding some mix-ins. It could be uh, chunks of candy or brownie chunks or like uh, a drizzle of fudge or uh, what else goes into a blizzard? Mostly, mostly candy, right? Sometimes like Oreos. A, yeah, Oreos. <clears throat> um, and then like whizzing it up in like a pulverizing machine mm-hmm. so that it doesn't become like milkshake texture. It's still, it's if you've ever heard of a it's concrete, like frozen, it's like that. Frozen custard texture. It's like sorry. frozen custard texture with like a lot of stuff like uh, whipped into it, like crunched, crunched ground into it. I do wish that they would blend it a little bit better. Like as a yeah, rule, they just never like. You'll get pockets of vanilla. Yeah, yeah. Vanilla pockets. You know, Matthew, I What's feel What's your like, favorite Blizzard flavor? Oh, definitely Oreo. Okay, I think of the regular Blizzard flavors, mine would be Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Oh, you know, I've been meaning to try a Butterfinger lately Very because I good. do like Butterfinger a lot. Yeah, you know what? Maybe that's even what I meant. The Butterfinger Blizzard rules. You know, I should also mention McFlurries, which uh, my spouse and I do love to get delivered occasionally. Yeah, they're real good. Like on Grubhub or DoorDash. Like, it is delightful if you're not going out to dinner much, it's real nice every oh, now yeah. and then to, awesome. to get a McFlurry at you don't, your door. You, don't, you sound like you feel guilty about this, but you should Well, it is like 20 bucks by the time you factor in like the delivery and all that stuff for two small McFlurries. Yeah, I understand. But, you know... That's what two nice ice cream cones would probably cost these days. Yeah, and it's and like, you know, it probably hits the spot just as well as two, two nice ice. Two nice ice. Is that... Yeah, yeah. Can, is, can that be like our, our rap crew, the two nice eyes? 
Uh, Matthew, what's what's your next item? Okay, my next item has got to be the McDonald's Quarter Pounder with cheese, which I will order without condiments. And it just like like when I imagine like a perfect like regular fast food burger that that is what comes to mind for me. I, it just always delivers. I was so glad, well, glad and sad to see you'd put it on the agenda because again, like the blizzard. Oh, should we you, say you it you at scooped, the same time? Yeah, okay, McDonald's quarter, quarter pounder, pounder with, with cheese. cheese. I like mine with the condiments. Of course, so because I like you're normal. mine as it as it is. And even though I'm not somebody who generally likes, uh, well, I, I really. I struggle with raw onions. Yeah, I do too. Um, I do like the onions that come on a quarter pounder. It just seems right. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's also a tiny amount. Yep. And I do think they've maybe been like soaked in something or frozen. (laughs) Lie. They've been soaked in lie. (laughs) I do get the feeling they've been soaked or or frozen or something that makes them less, have less bite. Yeah, I know what you mean. I love the pickle. Yes, me too. I love the, uh, the condiments and the way all of that works with the American cheese. Yes. The and, cheese becomes like a sauce. And it's also the perfect size burger. It is. Like the Dick's cheeseburger is a little very small. small. Yeah. Makes it a good like snack size. Yeah. Oh, I have definitely had a Dick's cheeseburger for a snack many times. But the the McDonald's quarter pounder with cheese is a, a perfectly sized sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. There was a period of time when it was like my go-to airport food. I would go get a quarter pounder with cheese, small fry, and like a small Coke. Mm -hmm. And that, I just think it's hard to improve on that. Yeah, or uh, should we we like renew our argument about whether that small Coke is a fountain soda or not? Oh, no, it's not. I forgot about that (laughs) argument. Um, I mean, I want to add here that there there are so many fast food places that we're not talking about. And and the ones that we are talking about, I think are pretty obvious choices. Sure. But this show has never been about innovation. (laughs) Really? This show is about enthusiasm. Yeah, what's the opposite of innovation? It's about stagnation. (laughs) It's about stagflation. This has always been a show about stagflation. (laughs) Welcome to Planet Matthew and Molly. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, we should we should start a show called Planet Molly and see how long it takes for NPR to shut us down. Or how long it takes for us to, I don't know, like get a Peabody Award. Or get a whole bunch of like weird drug related ads. Oh, things. that's a good point. Yeah. Like, yeah. We we probably like you know we we get we get ads on our show that we don't record. We probably already have like a lot of weird drug related ads, right? Like uh like Sky Rizzy. What is is that? Is that like a prescription drug? It is really. It is my favorite drug name. It's amazing. Isn't that great? We saw it once like during an award show or something. And we could not believe our eyes. It sounds like if was... you were like a cool kid from like the 2000s and you played <laughs> Skyrim, you would call it Sky Rizzy. No, it is a prescription drug. Okay. Sky Rizzy. Wow. Did you have any idea what it does? It's better no. if you don't. No, I don't. <laughs> okay. Oh, I love it so much. Can we talk about Japanese fast food chains just a little bit? Yep. yep. Even though I know like... <laughs> probably few of our listeners want to hear us talk about this. That's right. But I certainly have a couple of picks. Because Japanese fast food chains are awesome as a rule. Okay. Go ahead. Begin. Um, well, obviously the, the Ponda Ring, glazed at, Ponda at, Ring at, at, at Mr. Mr. Donut. Donut. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is like a, a very uh, like like chewy, like mochi textured donut that you can pull apart into eight little balls. Uh-huh. Very satisfying. There are a couple of items that I really like at Most Burger. 
I don't think I ever went there with you. I don't you. think so. So when we when we take our overnight train trip, oh yeah, we'll, we'll fuel up at most burger. Okay, they have like a uh, like a. Uh, tonkatsu burger like sandwich mm, but uh you mm-hmm. know with with uh, cabbage and like katsu sauce they also have a um uh yakiniku rice rice burger with like two pa- two buns made out of like compressed cooked rice and then lettuce wrapping around some like thinly sliced beef with like a sweet soy sauce that really sounds tasty. amazing yeah what about Hanamaru Udon? I think that counts. I think that totally counts. Tell us tell us about your favorite, what, what <sighs> Hanamaru Udon is and, and what do you like to eat there? So it is like fast food Udon. And yeah. the way it works is you go and you get a tray and you get to pick some items, uh, some like tempura fried items that are waiting for you enticingly on like little yes. like bamboo trays. You get to put them on a little plate, however many you want. You're charged like for whatever you get. Yep. And then you choose a size of udon that you want. And they have sort of a, the basic kind of dashi-based yep. broth. Is it anything other than dashi? Um, yes. So it'll be it'll be dashi with I want to say a little bit of soy sauce. Okay. So I always got a small and I always got the plainest thing. So basically they would give me a small serving of like freshly boiled udon noodles. And then from a dispenser, they they would like dispense the correct amount of the broth onto it and top it with some scallions. And it's so cheap. It's so cheap. (laughs) And so basically you would have this beautiful bowl of udon. You'd have these like quite good pieces of tempura. Yeah. Uh, And you could, you know, dunk or eat them together however you wanted. Uh, There was always uh, togarashi available on the counters and always some more soy sauce. You can kind of doctor it up a little bit once you're sitting. And I love sitting there because there are these like kind of uh, somewhat translucent uh, like when you're sitting at one of the like table bench table yeah. type things, there is like a translucent half wall in front of you that separates you from the diner sitting on the other side of the table. Yeah. So basically you're kind of sitting at a table with someone, but you can't see them because there's a divider in front of you, but you can hear them slurping. There's probably a dating show and in Japan based on this delightful. concept. It is delightful. Yes. It's the, there's some great slurping that goes on in there. And I think it was one of my favorite eating experiences with you in Tokyo. It's a really, really wonderful chain restaurant. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, that's our fast food favorites. Let us let us know your fast food favorites, like individual items that yeah. uh, that you just always go back to. Um, let us know at uh, everythingspilledmilk.reddit.com. That's Excellent. where you can catch up with other folks. Terrific. Shall we do a segment or two? Let's do. Let's, let's get, do. Let's get segmented. Great. Uh, okay, I'll read this My one. brain just needed a little break. I'll re- <laughs> uh, why don't we start with spilled mail? Okay. This is from listener Bryden. And you will note that as I read this letter, I will be referring to myself in the third person. Okay. Because that okay. is what listener Bryden, uh, listener Bryden refers to me. Okay, yeah. Me being Molly. Right, I understand how how a letter works. (laughs) Okay, great. (laughs) Hi, Spilled Milk Podcast. I have a couple of fun facts to share that popped into my head while listening to some recent and older episodes. In one episode, Molly describes the horrors of milk being spilt in a vehicle. Did you know that the idea of a car freshener came from a milk truck driver with a similar issue? If not, there is your first fun fact. I have a question about this before we go on to the second fun fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what kind of milk? 
milk truck. Like I, it sounds like the the milk must have been spilled like in the cab of the truck, or that it was like a van. Because like if it was a, if it was like the back of the truck, like that would be bad if your milk spilled. But I don't think it would give you the idea. Like the trailer, I mean, I don't think that would give you the idea for a car freshener. Well, but you can imagine like maybe I wonder how recent it is that the cab is separated from the back. I don't like should we should we I mean like think of like the Smith Brothers milk trucks driving around in Seattle. Yeah, like I don't know that those are separated. Right. Okay. Yeah. You're you are the truck I, expert here. I'm the truck expert. Just stand down. Okay, I'm going to continue listener Bryden's letter. In a day of perfect snacks, Molly is concerned about the impact on her teeth of eating nuts at night. Nuts are actually good for your teeth, and having some stuck between them will cause minimal harm. Note, not a medical doctor or dentist. I hold no liability for this fun fact. Keep up the great work on the pod. <laughs> okay, so so to, to recap... The second one. A, a layperson, like, just like us. Says that it's okay to go to sleep with a bunch of nut fragments stuck between your teeth and nothing bad will happen. Well, what I can say actually is I, I've been to the dentist recently, like in the last month or so. And your dentist said the same thing? Well, I did kind of have this conversation with my dentist. I didn't ask her specifically about it. I, you know, I'm 44 years old. I mentioned that I've noticed lately that sometimes I will have parts of my gum that get really sore or that tend to bleed a little oh, yeah. bit and you know it's it's because we're getting like our there's just more space and looseness for food to get trapped in there right yeah it sucks and anyway as she was explaining this to me she goes this is unprompted by me she's like for instance almond skins you know like the thin little membrane mm-hmm. skin of an almond she was like man that just loves to get stuck between teeth and gums oh yeah so so that was interesting and gave me some pause but i didn't ask her about my specific situation because then my dentist much to my chagrin started talking about how many calories are in almonds and how she stopped mm. eating almonds. And I was like, game over. I don't want to talk about this with you. Anymore. Yeah, and luckily you couldn't because like she was like poking around in your mouth. That's right. So I've continued eating my night almonds. I'm just trying to stay on top of my flossing and recognizing that, you know, it's it's an imperfect situation. I don't know. It sounds like a perfect situation to me. Anyway, but thank you, listener Bryden. I'm glad that you. Well, I'll take that as an endorsement. Yeah. Of do you my, have any other other uh, like habits that you would like like uh, absolution for from listener Bryden? Maybe maybe they can provide that service. I mean, like listener Bryden. Like listener Bryden, do I need to exercise? Does it matter? <laughs> or like you know, how do you feel about nose picking in the shower? Like, let us know. Like. Is is someone against that? I don't know. Like, I, yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like that would like just like is, having an opinion on that would be like getting too much up in someone's business. I agree, literally. Okay. Uh, what you snacking? Hey, what you snacking? You gotta tell me what you snacking, or I'll release the kraken. So what you snacking? What you snacking? You know, um, my so uh, we wrote we, we we wrote down these watches snackins like a month and a half ago when we when we were were oh we were recording that episode that we recorded when I was in Canada. I don't remember what the t- topic was, but it went really long, and so we didn't do watch a snackin. And so these are like leftover snackins from that episode. Okay, well I'll tell you what I'm snacking. <laughs> right. You know, I have been really enjoying Theo uh, milk chocolate 
bars. Okay. So Theo being a, a Seattle based chocolate maker, they have a milk chocolate bar and I'm not exactly sure what the cacao percentage is. Maybe it's like 40 or something like that, but it's a really good milk chocolate. And I really love like a couple squares of that. Uh, like either after lunch or sometimes in the middle of the afternoon, maybe like with, I don't know, a piece of fruit and some tea or whatever. And it's like really tasty milk chocolate. That sounds great. Really um, good. Yeah. I never think to get a Theo bar, even though they're always tasty when I have one. Pretty much the, I, I went through a dark chocolate period and then I started <laughs> through to, a dark period. I yeah. started to feel that that was too austere. So, yeah. uh, so yeah, I, but I, I pretty much always have Theo milk chocolate in my cabinet. Um, did you try that caramelized white chocolate bar that I brought you from Canada? I carried it around in my tote bag for a full week and I just transferred it into my chocolate cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that it was with me. Have we talked about the fact that you have a chocolate cabinet? Well, it's also, it's my candy cabinet as mm -hmm. well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I guess we've talked about yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a now but wow for us? What, don't you have oh, a whatcha snacking? Wow. Again, like we are we are like in peak condition. Mm -hmm. My whatcha snacking is Peak Freen's pirate cookies, which are available in Canada and probably nowhere else. I don't know if Peak Freen's is the name of the company, but it says it on the box and it's one of my favorite things to say. <laughs> it's just P-E-E-K-F-R-E-A-N-S, Peak Freen's. Um, <laughs> And it's a it's a really tasty peanut butter oatmeal cookie, like oatmeal peanut butter oatmeal sandwich cookie. Mm -hmm. It's got a nice level of salt. It's got a great oaty crunch, and mm. uh, kind of uh, you know disintegrates in a in a nice nubbly oaty way. And uh, it's just like a great supermarket cookie. That's great, awesome. So if you're if you're lucky enough to find yourself in Canada, pirate cookies, great peak friends. Matthew, I have a now, but wow. Our listeners are going to be shocked that it's a book, that I, I'm recommending a book. You don't always do a book. I almost always do okay. a book. Anyway, this one. So you need to read fewer books. Like, this is an intervention. <laughs> That's what they tell me. Right. That's what they tell me. So in late October, I went to a writer's conference where the poet Carl Phillips was on the faculty. Okay. I had read some of his poems over the years. Um, I was not taking a seminar with him at this conference, but I so enjoyed listening. it sounds listening. like you wish you were. He was amazing. And I so enjoyed listening to him talk on like panels and things like that. But anyway, he has a new book that's out that is not poetry, which is what he is primarily known for. He's a poet. I think he's written something like 13 books of poetry. Okay. This a is, prolific poet. This is a, tr uh, a craft book. Uh, not craft as in knitting or sewing, but craft as in the craft of writing. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. And anyway, it is called My Trade is Mystery. That's a really good title. Isn't that such a good it's title? So good. It's a really elegant little book, uh, very slim. And uh, anyway, it is divided up into, gosh, right now I'm blanking. It's either seven or eight chapters, and they all have single word titles like silence, practice, ambition, things like that. And it's basically each essay or each chapter is um, a, a kind of meditation on some aspect of the life of being a writer. Okay. I want to so read this. It's really good. It's so good. It's like just, you know, it's not like a... It's not the kind of writing craft book that's like, here's what you do and here's what you don't do, or yeah. here's how you do this better. It's more like a companion if you are someone who is immersed in the life of 
being a writer or trying to stay in that mindset as much as you can. Could could you read and enjoy it if you wish you were a writer? Yes, absolutely. Okay, anyway, so that is Carl Phillips, and the book is called My Trade is Mystery. All right. Our producer is Abby Circatella. Her trade is also mystery. Uh, exactly. That's what she would like, say. Because in her spare time, she solves mysteries. I think that she also likes reading a cozy mystery now and then. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, Molly has a wonderful newsletter called I've Got a Feeling that you can find at mollyweisenberg.substack.com and should subscribe because it's delightful. I would also like to mention, since it's the new year, that if you are interested in taking an in-person workshop with me, Ooh. an in-person writing workshop, I have two in-person writing workshops in the first half of this year year. Uh, One is in Santa Fe. It is in late April. And one is in Colorado on an amazing horse ranch. Uh, we will ride horses and we will write. Uh, Maybe at the same time. That is Maybe in late not. June. And you can find out more about all of these by going to my website, which is mollyweisenberg.com and clicking on the menu for uh, upcoming workshops. Okay. So, yeah, I know both of them are about half filled at the moment. Uh, and I would love to have you. So go check it out. mollyweisenberg.com. Yeah, don't do not miss that opportunity. And speaking of websites, everythingspilledmilk.reddit.com is the best place to hang out with other people who listen to the show. It's a uh, very positive discussion site uh, about spilled milk full of friendly people. Absolutely. Friendly people just like us. People who you might want to go to a bedroom community and eat some fast food with. Yeah. I mean, I think they're, uh, on the whole, much friendlier than us. Probably. <laughs> but I, I didn't want to say that. Okay. I mean, I, I should speak only for myself. All right. And until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk, the show that peeks at your friends. <laughs> okay. I'm Molly Weisenberg. <laughs> and I'm Matthew Amsterberg. Matthew Amster Bedroom. Wow. me and it also me <laughs> that's how we've been starting the show since, since episode one <laughs> it me <laughs> i don't know if it me was a thing when it we started wasn't. the show i don't think so it wasn't let's just try it just for fun okay let's- reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.